0: Tired of searching across countless DEXs for tokens and liquidity? Want an easier way of cross-chain portfolio management or more professional training experience? Plasma Finance gives you all available liquidity and tokens from all DEXs, guaranteeing the best price and lowest fees. Trade like a pro with limit orders and hyper on Ethereum, Polygon, and Binance Smart Chain. Visit plasma.finance and experience easy DeFi. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have a hack, we have an ETF, and we have a senator. Those are all three different newses. Newses? Anyway, that's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I have something that is irritating me today. But it doesn't have anything to do with crypto. So I'm going to tell you anyway, because maybe it pisses you off, too. So I get a lot of emails for political stuff, political fundraising. Obviously, as you know, I'm running for office. I'm running for U.S. Congress over here in Ohio. And the district is Ohio 13. And so if you donate to my campaign or any campaign, uh, you are put into this like system of, you know, everybody knows that you donated. So therefore your data, your email, your name, everything is sold to every different political campaign. And so I mean, usually if you donate for a Democrat, it's sold to Democrats. If you donate as a Republican, it's sold to Republicans. And so now you're just in these different systems of getting emails for fundraising from different candidates around the state, around the country, even organizations. And I just feel like it's such a breach of trust and it's so just, I don't know, slimy and sleazy. Like, of course, like, you know, uh, legislators won't make a legislation so that they this practice won't happen because then it would be harder for them to raise funds and get people's emails and contact information if you can't just buy, sell, and trade information. Which, however, it's just such a horrible practice. And the reason why this is on my mind today is one, I don't know how I got on most of these lists because I have donated to a couple campaigns. Obviously I'm running for office so they can find me very easily. I know that I am probably supportive. So they're going to target me. But so that's probably, I don't know how I'm on those lists. That's number one. Number two is that uh, somebody wrote me an email the other day. And actually just today, I, I opened the email and they're like, how do I keep getting these emails? And it's embarrassing to say that it's like, it's not me selling your data. It is these sleazy companies that are in the middle of you know either fundraising or just like having bots or some kind of program or algorithm scouring the FEC or donation data or whatever, uh, selling your data and actually just basically siloing that data because they're doing the work and then trying to sell it to people. It's Such a horrible practice. Oh, and lastly, the more you donate, if it's a dollar amount or how often you donate, the more they're going to target you because they think that you're a better donor. So if you donate once, then you're like kind of in the clear. If you donate twice, then you're going to be more targeted. If you donate big amounts, then you're more targeted. If you donate 20 bucks for a lot of times, then you're even more targeted. Tell me what you think about this practice. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co is... And also, maybe this is a good time to to talk about identity on the blockchain or digital identity or controlling your identity and data. Hmm. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1050 Eastern Standard Time, and I just realized how late it was. Bitcoin is sitting at $56,350, down 3.7% in 24. Ethereum, $4,526, down 4.3%. Binance Coin, $620, down 4%. Tether's number four and Solano's number five at $227, down 0.8%. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, USDC, Polkadot, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at $2.59 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41 and an eth dominance of 20.7%. Now it's time for a coin of the day. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents the Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee alec Murray. And I'm Lear President. absolutely yeah. incredible or anime yeah. and under this sure. mask is another mask <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel and our coin of the day today is an oldie but goodie Navcoin. Actually, I hodled a Navcoin. It was one of my first coins I bought back in 2017. Right now, it's sitting at rank 817 on CoinMarketCap. Its ticker is NAV. Its price right now is 37.1 cents. Its current market cap is 26.8 million. Fully diluted is 27 million, so it's called it 100% in circulation. I think my average cost for Nav back in 2017 was around 30-something cents, maybe 40 cents. Well, its all-time high was $5.53, set four years ago. Obviously, I was hodling during that time. It was set on January 7th of 2018, and I didn't cash out because all of my shit coins I thought were just going to keep going to the moon, even though I didn't realize I was on the moon living very comfortably. It's down 93% from its all-time high. It's all-time low was 7 years ago in 2014 when it pretty much when it launched, it was at 0. 0.0005 cents It's up 73,000% since then. So what is Navcoin? Navcoin, like I just said, launched in 2014 and it's an open-source digital currency offering fast, reliable payments with innovative technological privacy features. Storing coins on NavWallet allows for making public or private transactions, earning rewards and staking through network validation or mixing coins for privacy enhancement and having a vote in Project proposals. Basically, it's a coin that's focused on payments and privacy. Where can you buy it? Binance, for the most part, and Bitrex, and that's Nav, number eight hundred and seventeen on Coin Market Cap ticker NAV. Moving into today's headlines, Badger DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization or DAO, working on bringing Bitcoin and decentralized finance has reportedly fallen victim to a hack, possibly resulting in losses over $120 million. So the initial report suggested that it was about eh, $10 million. However, data from security company PexShield shows that the actual loss is substantially higher. Like I said, $120 million. Nexus Mutual just tweeted a little bit ago, and Nexus Mutual uses the power of Ethereum so people can share the risk together without the need for an insurance company. Basically, it's a decentralized insurance company. They tweeted this, that they're waiting for full details from Badger Dow team, but it appears to be a front-end attack. If this is confirmed as a front-end attack, BadgerDAO smart contracts were not impacted, and this would not be a covered event. So basically, they're on their own. And what is a front-end attack? This is an attack which malicious files are uploaded to the server and then executed to attack the system. The attack may include an overload file system or database, complete system takeover, client-side attacks, forwarding attacks to the backend systems, or a simple defacement. So BadgerDow got hacked, initially thought it was $10 million, looking like it's more like $120 million, and the insurance might not cover it. If you guys just got into crypto maybe this year or last year, you probably haven't heard about Craig Wright. And Craig Wright is an Australian computer IT professional, professional in in quotes, who says he's Satoshi Nakamoto. And if you guys don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is, he's the creator of Bitcoin. So anyway, here's what's happening is Craig Wright has always claimed that he was Satoshi, yet he has no way to prove that he is Satoshi. You know, one way to prove it is that he just has the private keys to the wallet that contains one million Bitcoin worth today around $57 billion. And there's also other ways that he could prove that he is Satoshi Nakamoto. Emails. Send an email from one of the emails that he might have used. Or just communicate in the same fashion that Satoshi Nakamoto communicated back in 2009. Uh, but he can't do that. Therefore, everybody's just like, Bro, please stop. However, he's getting sued. David Kleiman, who died in 2013, was a computer scientist and Wright's business partner. Kleiman's estate is suing Wright, claiming that the men together created a blockchain network and that Wright defrauded Kleiman after his death. And as we said, Wright says that he invented Bitcoin. Jurors are being asked to decide whether the partnership truly existed between the two men, and if so, Kleiman's estate would be entitled to half of the intellectual property and earnings that came from it, meaning that the $57 billion that is sitting in a wallet with 1 million Bitcoin, he'll be entitled to half of it, or $28 billion. Well, the juror is saying, we don't know what to do about this. <laughs> they don't know. They, they actually, they said they don't know, so therefore it might be called as mistrial. They may have to find new jurors and start this process all over again. I said this on the show before, and I wonder if they got the idea from the show. It's pretty an easy and obvious idea, but I always said that I wish I can buy an ETF of NFTs, because NFTs are blowing up. I don't want to buy a bored ape. I don't want to buy a degenerate ape or a dapper dino or a zombie toad, which I did buy a zombie toad, and I think it was a rug pull, <laughs> so there's that. Anyway... Crypto asset company Defiance is launching an NFT ETF, says Bloomberg. The Defiance Digital Revolution NFT, or NFTZ, will track blockchain and NFT-related industries. Take my money. Take my money. This is not financial advice, but take my money, not yours. The fund is a, in quote, a great way for investors to gain access to not only the fast-growth blockchain technology aspect of the digital world, but companies involved in the renaissance of NFTs, said Sylvia Jablonski, the CIO for Defiance ETFs. The NFTZ tracks firms exposed to blockchain and NFT market. At the time of writing this article on Decrypt, not written by me, but written by a wonderful Decrypt writer, uh, this fund includes Coinbase, Silvergate Capital, and BitFarms. Sylvia Jablonski, the CIO, continued to say, NFTs today are what Bitcoin was 10 years ago, except that there's a robust community made up of creators and investors who coexist to determine the future path of non-fungible tokens. Like I said, take my Money, not yours. This is not financial advice. But take mine. Speaking of NFTs, FTX US President Brett Harrison confirmed with Crypt that Ethereum NFTs are launching on FTX today. The platform will support ERC-721 collectibles and feature such popular collections such as CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club upon launch. FTX US Marketplace is a centralized custodial exchange. That means it has the same level of know your customer or KYC identity checks as the FTX US cryptocurrency exchange itself. And the NFTs must be transferred to the marketplace's own platform to put them up for sale. FTX NFTs is currently the only marketplace that supports both Ethereum and Solana NFTs. And finally, Wyoming Senator Cynthia Lummis is asking her Republican colleagues to withhold support for Jerome Powell's renomination as chair of the Federal Reserve, saying what she claims is unlawful treatment of crypto institutions in her home state. And if you think she's only wagging the finger at Jerome Powell's nomination, no, no, no. She's also urging Senate colleagues to block President Biden's other Fed nominee, Lael Brainerd, unless the pair of nominees adopt a more crypto friendly stance. I believe, she wrote in an editorial, both are smart and qualified, but while Mr. Powell and Ms. Brainerd have said they want to promote responsible financial innovation, when Wyoming provided a perfect opportunity for the Fed, they instead inexplicably chose to ignore its legal obligations. I want to know why, but haven't received an answer. End quote. One thing I did notice, she didn't give any solution or any other recommendation for Fed chair. Basically saying no to everything, but not offering a solution. I would want to know who her pick would be. And that was our news for today. Thank you for listening. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow with our week in review. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.